0: Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. In virtual worship, our sanctuary empty, we gather this autumn Sunday. Let us worship God in spirit and in truth. The liturgy, music, and sermon are offered in the praise of God for our virtual congregation through WBUR 90.9 FM, and our listenership now and later at wbur.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership, ministry, and service in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, and when again it is permitted and safe to do so, your presence with us here in worship. Please note on our website the particular programs, educational offerings, and forms of personal support available this week. Today's service of worship includes the sermon, new this week, recorded October 28th, along with music and liturgy rebroadcast from earlier services. Although our nave is empty, the music is full. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. May we pray. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Christ our Lord. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those ineffable joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God in glory everlasting. Amen.
1: A lesson from the Revelation to St. John, chapter 7, verses 9 through 17. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 34 with the Antiphon. Bless the Lord at all times. God's praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt God's name together. I sought the Lord, and the Lord answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Look to the Lord and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried, and was heard by the Lord, and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and delivers them. O taste and see that the Lord is good, happy are those who take refuge in God. O fear the Lord, you his holy ones, for those who fear God have no want. Young lions suffer want and hunger. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in God will be condemned.
0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 23, verses one through 12. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore do whatever they teach you and follow it, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces, and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all students. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. The gospel of the Lord, praise to you Lord Christ." We then in today's gospel are taught to practice what we preach. Geese return to their nesting place, that place chosen for laying eggs and sheltering the young. Every year geese come home to their birthplace, as my lake friend tells me. They are loud this year, louder than one remembers, calling, glampa, glampa, glampa. The dark skies fill with them and then the lake as they find their place of nesting and some fish for lunch or dinner. They may have come from the Northwest an hour or three earlier, swinging past the burial plot of Harriet Tubman in Auburn, New York. She, with her faith and pistol, brought liberal hope to hearts of enslaved people hiking along the dark riverbed of the Susquehanna and, for many, onto that lasting neighborly land of hope just across the St. Lawrence to the north. She is interred near Lincoln's opponent become ally, William Seward, who bought us Alaska. Along fly the geese in their autumn season of travel, We too are itinerants, you and I, unfeathered but on the move, moving into a new chapter this coming week. The geese spread out in V formations may then cross by the edge of Cooperstown, resting on the head of Abner Doubleday's handsome statue, an hour or so north of Pennsylvania, that hotly contested region of Quakers and farmers, not far from Philadelphia where Benjamin Franklin gave us the post office. Remember, Franklin warned us, I give you a republic if you can keep it. Or in addition, he might have said as well, I give you a post office if you can keep it. Ah, the geese reminding us of the season, the time, Others of their feather will fly along the Hudson River too, perhaps near Tivoli on that river's bank where my grandfather is buried who left me a gold pocket watch which one day I will give to my grandson. An hour of extra sleep on All Saints Sunday may allow us a reach of memory to those no longer among the church militant but now among the church triumphant. That riverbank cemetery also holds our great uncle Myron of murky but mythic family memory who fought in the war to end all wars, then came home through Boston in 1918 and contracted the Spanish flu, as we were regularly told growing up, and died in the second wave, March 1919. Probably there were some back then who said of that plague, it will all just go away like magic, except it didn't, and it won't. He left a canteen without a jacket, dented and silver-colored, which came my way for camping trips and was lost, left somewhere up Mount Marcy in the Adirondacks one autumn. His grave is a hundred miles from our dear lady whose liberal hope, tattered but alive, still rings out in the harbor. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the restless refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the lost, the tempest-tossed, to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Coming due east along Route 90, You nearly drove past New Lebanon without stopping, so eager to get back into the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and perhaps mesmerized by the geese overhead. Here in New Lebanon is the ghost, the shade, the specter of Mother Anne Lee and the shaking Quakers, eschewing body for the sake of spirit at the edge of the mountains. Such communal hope they had a great-hearted willingness to practice what they preached. They remembered the height of Jesus' hope. Do we? I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Is merciful. All these nesting places of hope, places of recollection of our own best selves. Who do you mean to be at your most hopeful? Are we lovers anymore? Who do you mean to be as your own most self? It is a riveting question, is it not, this very week. You could come further east along Route 90 or even Route 20 or even bluer highways, wending into the Berkshires, which always seemed dreamlike, with or without the white snow frosting. Fewer geese, but some still, wending their way, flying on, calling out, glampa, glampa, glampa. Here is Stockbridge, Massachusetts, home to Jonathan Edwards, on whose life and work we preached here at Marsh Chapel a few winters ago. He who is too much remembered for sinners in the hands of an angry God and too little recalled for his sense of the holy, his love of nature, and his rendering of scripture. And here is the Stockbridge Church, Geese on the Lawn, where Abraham Heschel gave the eulogy for Reinhold Niebuhr in 1971. Think of that ecumenical, interreligious, capacious hope, a liberal hope, a hope in what we have in common. Niebuhr asked Heschel to preach his funeral. Stockbridge is a town like those back a bit west along the Mohawk in which we were raised, raised by a community. Look back at the men and women there and then an insurance man, a Latin teacher, a scout executive, a musician, the owner of a heater company, a minister, several farmers, all of the same grand old party, by the way. They taught honesty, they practiced civility, they formed a creed around courtesy, they made space for charity, they prized example, They had no truck with or patience for mendacity or perversity or self-aggrandizement. They listened to what people said, but they watched what people did, particularly leaders. Like it says in the Bible today, practice what you preach. Boy, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Not just in years, but in habits of heart. We need again their balance, their honesty, and their hope. We need to recover their magnanimity. We need the blue sky of aspiration which they saw. For such a thick cloud comes from a theological weather system in which the cold front of wrong has chased out the warm front of right, in which the low pressure of the fall has displaced the high pressure of creation, in which the radical postmodern apotheosis of difference has silenced the liberal late modern openness to shared experience, to to promise and future, to common faith, common ground, common hope, liberal hope, in which the creation is seen from the cavern of the fall, not the fall from the prairie of creation, in which we have forgotten but the geese remember their nesting place, their birthright, their place and spirit of origin. This is a pastoral problem. It is not just or mainly a political conflict. It is a theological contrast. It is not a matter of church coloration or religious style. It is a matter of creation, of God's creation and the truth about creative goodness. Just how balanced is our balance between creation and fall? And God saw that all God made, it was good. Not perfect, but good. There are a lot of things wrong, but there are a lot of things right too. How do we find the balance? We look at that balance in a magnanimous hope. As the theologian said, thus the Spirit is the power to suffer in participation in the mission and the love of Jesus Christ, and is in this suffering the passion for what is possible, for what is coming and promised in the future of life, of freedom, and of resurrection. In all our acts, we are sowing in hope, your gun It is two hours from the river to the ocean, from the Hudson to the Atlantic, in and across those two hours, say as the crow or even the goose flies, there lies a whole great deal of our shared history. If you get to Boston, come by Marsh Chapel, where there is a monument to Martin Luther King Jr. I walked past it again this morning. It is mute, silent, and yet its very stone cries out, its marble makes music and sings for those with ears to hear. It is a statue that points to a liberal hope and so points away from much of our experience in the last four years. Yes, it points to justice, though justice is not the deepest heart of the gospel, of faith, of religion, or of that monument. It is a part, but not the heart. The heart belongs to another word, another gospel word, not one in opposition to the first, but one in tension and in tandem with the first, and one far outpacing the first. The heart of the gospel is love, and love is the marrow of the liberal hope, one true hope worthy of the name. And King can teach us still, there is a liberal hope in the sometime practice of loving kindness. Last summer, I was asked to offer a thought about love and transformation for the final portion of our Marsh Chapel summer devotions. My friend from Yale, Gene Outka, once helped me think about this. He reminded us that Martin Luther King, Jr. advanced a compelling version of love, including love of enemies. In this affirmation, King distinguished agape from eros, or romantic love, and philia, or friendship, as follows, King said. Agape is more than romantic love. Agape is more than friendship. Agape is understanding, creative, redemptive goodwill to all people. It is an overflowing love which seeks nothing in return. When one rises to love on this level, he loves others not because he likes them, not because their ways appeal to him, but he loves everyone because God loves him. And he rises to the point of loving the person who does an evil deed while hating the deed that the person does. I think this is what Jesus meant when he said, love your enemies. I'm very happy that he didn't say, like your enemies, because it's pretty difficult to like some people. Like is sentimental, and it's pretty difficult to like someone bombing your home. It's pretty difficult to like somebody threatening your children. It's difficult to like Congress people who spend all their time trying to defeat civil rights. But Jesus says, love them, and love is greater than like. Hear good news, people of faith, In Jesus, there is a new creation, a new man and woman, a new life, a new age, a new covenant. In Jesus, there is a hopeful creation, a hopeful man and woman, a hopeful life, a hopeful age, a hopeful covenant. In a moment, we will hear again the ancient liturgy for Eucharist. We are not together to receive together the bread and the cup, but we are together in relationship, by memory, in hope, through prayer and with a little imagination, with eyes closed and hearts open, we might allow the familiar ancient prayers of communion to bring us into communion. So travel with a little imagination, imagine Eucharist at Marsh Chapel, stand to sing, pause to reflect, step out into the aisle, look at and look past Abraham Lincoln and Francis Willard, Receive cup and bread, bread and cup, kneel at the altar to pray, stand in communion with the communion of saints on this All Saints Sunday. Here is the bread and cup of friendship. Imagine if you are willing your own funeral, say, right here, say, and a congregation, say, reciting together a creed, a psalm, a hymn, a poem. Imagine if you are willing a congregation currently in diaspora, but just now, by the spoken word, a gathered and thus addressable community, you and I and all together. And let us together practice what we preach. Come home this All Saints' Day. Come home to the place of your nesting, the place of your birth, the place of your baptism, the place of your taking wing, taking flight, your nesting place. It is a fine place to visit as the winter comes on and you look for warmth, for health, for nourishment, for salvation. Call it a little lake named love, a nesting place for the liberal hope. We await a liberal hope, a hope that our warming globe caught in climate change will be cooled by cooler heads and calmer hearts and careful minds, that our dangerous world armed to the teeth with nuclear proliferation, will find peace through deft leadership toward nuclear detente. That our culture, awash in hooliganism, will find again the language, the song, and the spirit of the better angels of our nature. That our country, fractured by massive inequality between rich children and poor children, will rise up and make education, free education, Available with excellence to all children, poor and rich. That our nation, fractured by flagrant unjust inequality between rich and poor children, will stand up and make health care, free, excellent health care, available to all children, poor and rich. That our schools and colleges and universities will balance a love of learning with a sense of meaning, a pride in knowledge with a respect for goodness a drive for discovery with a regard for recovery. That our families torn apart by abuse, distrust, anger, jealousy, and unkindness will social distance this Thanksgiving and with or without a common meal will show kindness and pity to one another. That our decisions in life about our callings, how we are to use our time and spend our money, how we make a life, not just a living, will be illumined by grace and generosity, that our grandfathers and mothers in their age and infirmity will receive care and kindness that accords with the warning to honor father and mother that your own days be long upon the earth. We await beloved, beloved community, a liberal hope, finally a hope not of this world, but of this world as a field of formation for another, Not just creation, but new creation. Not just life, but eternal life. Not just health, but salvation. Not just heart, but soul. Not just earth, but heaven. Now from Auburn to Cooperstown to Albany to Stockbridge to Boston, like geese in flight, we have come. They call to us this autumn morning, Glampa, Glampa, Glampa. Maybe, just maybe, we want to pray this morning. And what shall we pray? Shall we pray in words Martin Luther King used in August of 1963? Shall we pray in words with music that Aretha Franklin sang in January of 2009? Shall we pray time-honored words written just down the street in Boston, the nesting place of America, the place of birth for booth both goose and gander. Your words from 1831 and a Park Street Church children's concert and the pen of an Andover Newton graduate, Samuel Francis Smith. Boston, your hymn, Boston, your psalm of liberal hope. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrims' pride from every mountainside. Let freedom ring. Let music swell the breeze and ring from all the trees. Sweet freedom's song. Let mortal tongues awake. Let all that breathe partake. Let rocks their silence break. The sound prolong. Hear the good news, the gospel of a liberal hope. Amen. the work before us, the life within us, the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray in Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. and Also with you. Lift up your hearts. We Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, God of Abraham and Sarah, God of Miriam and Moses, God of Joshua and Deborah, God of Ruth and David, God of the priests and the prophets, God of Mary and Joseph, God of the apostles and the martyrs, God of our mothers and fathers, God of our children to all generations. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their.) as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with all your saints, especially those whom we name before you in our hearts. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, strengthen us to run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Lord support us all the day long of this troublous life until the shadows lengthen and the evening comes and the busy world is hushed and the fever of life is over and our work is done. Then in thy mercy grant us a safe rest, a happy lodging, and peace at the last through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.